This podcast was recorded on Thursday, November 30th at 10.30 a.m. Things may have changed by the time you hear this. Like Governor DeWine will refuse to pay up his ice cream bet with Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer until the results of the Michigan sign-stealing investigation are in. Depending on the results, he might be able to get last year's pizza bet back or the year before's Schmidt's cream puff bet back. The governor's been on a bit of a losing streak. Let's talk politics. This is Snollygoster, WOSU Public Media's weekly look at Ohio politics and all those Snollygosters, those shrewd politicians who look for your votes. I'm Mike Thompson. December 7th is a day that will live in infamy because, of course, of the Pearl Harbor attack. But this year, it infamously marks the day the actions of Ohio voters trump the wishes or inaction of the Ohio legislature. Thursday, December 7th is the date Ohio's new abortion rights amendment takes effect and the date recreational marijuana becomes legal in Ohio. Voters approved both the amendment and the initiated statute by about 14-point margins earlier this month. Lawmakers cannot change the amendment without going back to the voters, but they can tinker with, or outright scrap, the marijuana for fun law. But there are precious few days left to do that if they want to do it before it takes effect. Joining us now to discuss how long it will be before Ohioans can start growing marijuana plants, lighting up, and presenting an assortment of gummies to holiday guests is Karen Kassler. She's the State House Bureau Chief for Ohio Public Radio. Karen, welcome back to Snollygoster. Hey, great to be here. Thanks. Do you know if Governor DeWine has paid up yet his bet to uh, Michigan Governor Whitmer after OSU's I, loss to Michigan? I don't know, but these bets have got, got to be really like brutal after a while because this is the game. You, you, you want to win this game. You can yeah. not win the national championship. This is the game. <laughs> I know. He, he, the governor's had it good for a while because OSU mm-hmm. has had Michigan's number, but now the tables have turned and they will turn again, Buckeye fans. Have no fear. Anyway, let's get yeah. to Let's get to politics. We'll get to the uh, abortion rights amendment uh, situation in a moment. But first, to marijuana for fun, as we like to call it here on on Snollygoster. It is Thursday, November 30th. The law goes into effect in about seven days. We should note lawmakers generally do not work a Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. schedule. Uh, Does the legislature even meet between now and next Thursday, Karen? I, I think the plan is because, again, the, the goal has been to try to get something passed before that December 7th deadline. And it's not that if they don't pass it by December 7th, they can't make changes. They can. It's just once the law goes into effect, well, then you're letting people do things that maybe you will take away later. Mm-hmm. And that's something that DeWine and others have said should not happen. Uh, Looking at next week's calendar as we go closer to December 7th, there isn't a lot of time. I mean, there is a House session, but, you know, there's just not a lot of time to get this done. And these things do take some time. But House and Senate are supposed to meet next week. So I suppose if something comes forward, we could see it. Yeah. Let's run down some of the things they're looking at. One thing they're looking at is perhaps adjusting the potency of marijuana. The law passed by voters has a limits of 35% for plant material and 90% for extracts. Lawmakers may reduce that, may change that. Is that something they might do? Oh, absolutely. That's something that uh, Republican Senate President Matt Huffman had indicated early on 
And I think that there could be an effect on the home grow aspect of the law that was just passed in issue two. So that could be really interesting. Um, there's also a new bill that was proposed this week by Representative Gary Click, a Republican from Western Ohio, who's also a pastor. And this bill would change some of the ways that the revenue would be distributed. And that's another thing that at least Senate President Matt Huffman has said he wants to see because there's been some concern about the money going to these social programs that specifically target people who have been convicted of marijuana related laws in the past to try to help them create cannabis based businesses. But there's no direct funding of law enforcement. Yeah. In this, and that's something that lawmakers have said they're concerned about. Yeah, his plan would give less money as the as the breakdown goes. It wouldn't eliminate money to some of the social programs, but less money would go to the social programs and less money would go to local communities. But more money would go to police. Uh, he claims the police will need more funding to cope with marijuana related crimes, which leads to the question, if you decriminalize something, wouldn't that mean we need less policing? Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people are wanting to see will happen here. I mean, the idea that you eliminate this as a potential arrest source, I mean, doesn't that allow for other for police to do other things? But the concern is, of course, that there will be more crimes related to marijuana, people who are using marijuana and then driving drunk or mm -hmm. driving under the influence or, or whatever. I think that's where some of that is going. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about Click's bill that I think is really interesting is that it would allow local municipalities to ban marijuana sales, which is interesting because that kind of goes against what state lawmakers have been doing in some of these bills that have been proposed. For instance, right now they're trying to override a veto of a bill that would ban local communities from banning flavored vape sales. So it's the question of, is there local control? Is there home rule? Or is there not local control and home rule? And it seems Karen, to, the answer to that seems to differ. Karen, the home rule is a, is a relative term. It, it's, <laughs> it's home rule if you like the home rule, but if you don't like home rule, if you don't like the rule, then home rule doesn't doesn't matter. We need a statewide uniformity there. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's and that is really confusing because the the legislature had banned local communities from banning plastic bags, for instance, and they tried to ban local communities from banning flavored vapes, and then Governor Dewine actually vetoed that twice. So this is an interesting situation that we're seeing here. So yeah, and it's this, this the law that's passed was passed by voters clearly states that local communities cannot ban marijuana use or marijuana sales. And that, that is pretty clear in the law that voters have passed. Right. And again, that law can be changed yes. because it is the law. And when the group that put this together, the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, put it on the ballot as a statute, an initiated statute, they did that for two reasons. First of all, it's easier to get an initiated statute on the ballot than it is a constitutional amendment. But they also said that they wanted to do this because the marijuana industry will change and laws are easier to change than constitutional amendments. Mm -hmm. So this law could change, but that would potentially be really confusing to people who voted for it thinking my local community can't ban it because it's a state law. So if you play this out, you could use one of those plastic bags to carry your marijuana <laughs> seedlings, 
but you couldn't do if the if the in the communities that it's allowed. You can't ban the bag to carry the seedlings, but you can ban the seedlings. Anyway, we're, we're going too far down down this road. Has you know it brings up a question though, Karen, because the law as passed by voters right now does not allow local communities. Let's be serious here for a second. Does not allow local communities to ban marijuana, and you could argue that local communities do have a vested interest in banning this. Has anyone thought to challenge? Is there any talk of anyone? legally challenging this law as violating the home rule provision in the Ohio Constitution. I haven't heard that yet, but it wouldn't surprise me at all, because as this is put in place, there are going to be legal challenges to this, as well as to issue one, the abortion rights and reproductive rights access amendment that uh, voters also approved. So I would not be surprised at all to see some of these issues resolved in court Though the idea of putting some legislation forward is certainly something that lawmakers say they're going to do by December 7th. But like we just said, it, it's it's right. They're running out of time. Yeah. And if you careful what you ask for, if you challenge this law on the basis of home rule and say it goes to the House hmm. Supreme Court, what does that mean for, you know, the fracking law where you local communities cannot ban fracking? What does it mean for that plastic bag ban? What does it mean to the flavored tobacco products ban? You've been up. They may not want to touch that uh, touch that that beast. And of course, the big one has always been the preemption law on local gun sales and, and laws that local communities may make on guns that go against the state law on guns. So it's safe to say, though, Karen, an outright repeal of the voter approved law issue two is not going to happen because of the margin of victory. Right. Yeah. And I think that that was always clear. In fact, uh, Senate President Matt Huffman, I asked him before the vote if there was a plan to repeal because he made a comment on the floor about this will come before lawmakers again. And he said, no, there's no plans to repeal, but certainly changes are going to be made. Now, will those changes make that law unrecognizable at some point? That's something to watch out mm -hmm. for. And certainly it's the kind of thing that we'll be looking for as this goes forward. Yeah, I've seen signs from uh, by the current dispensaries of medical marijuana promoting. If you have questions about legal recreational marijuana, call this number or go to this website. So they are starting to prepare for this for this new industry in Ohio. So let's look at the timetable. Technically, you can start using marijuana for fun next Thursday, uh, but how you get the marijuana creates some legal questions. And also, you can start growing marijuana at home next week. But there is, again, some question of the legality of obtaining the seeds or those baby marijuana plants. And yeah, the whole regulatory structure is going to take a long time to put together, certainly. I mean, I think by the time everything gets into place, it's going to be the better part of a year. And that, of course, is not even considering the possible changes that the legislature could be making. So I, I think the idea that all of a sudden we have marijuana everywhere on December 7th is not the case. This is going to take some time to ramp up. But certainly the law does go into effect on December 7th. If, if this is something that you are committed to, I, I, I guess that law allows it to happen next week. It's coming. Just a matter of how fast it's coming. It's and it, yeah. just like it's happened in other states. We'll be right back. Did you know you are physically adapting to all your swiping, scrolling and tapping? We're changing our bodies and what they're able to do through our habits. NPR's Body Electric, a special interactive series investigating how to fix the relationship between our tech and our health. Listen in the TED Radio Hour feed wherever you get your podcasts. Also next week, 
The abortion rights amendment kicks in officially, becomes part of the Ohio Constitution the same day that legalized marijuana for fun goes into effect. And Karen, there's been not a whole, we're still kind of in a period of limbo, largely because the so-called heartbeat law remains on hold. That's the law that bans abortions once fetal cardiac activity is detected roughly six weeks into a pregnancy. That was on hold before voters went to the polls earlier in November, and it remains on hold. So really, we're kind of in still a state of limbo here. Yeah. And uh, just like with the marijuana law, this is going to take some time to implement. When voters approved issue one over a pretty big margin, that wasn't necessarily a situation where all laws related to this were immediately erased. Uh, Attorney General Dave Yost, who wasn't a, a proponent or an opponent of issue one, very strongly opposed to issue one, had done a legal analysis of laws that could be affected by issue one. And certainly the 24 hour waiting period, uh, some of the other, and of course the, the six, the ban on abortion after six weeks, the so-called heartbeat ban, that would is gonna be affected. But there are other ones that could be affected. All of this has to go through a process essentially. And certainly lawsuits are gonna be a part of that. But right now the six week ban is before the Ohio Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. They were deciding a technical question But they've asked the parties involved in that lawsuit to weigh in on how issue one affects that case if it does. And Attorney General Dave Yost has said it it does. It it makes the heartbeat bill invalid. Mm -hmm. Issue one erases that six-week ban. And even the president of Ohio Rights Life, Mike Anadaka, said on our TV show, The State of Ohio, that that's what happened, that the six-week ban is gone and now the ban in Ohio is at viability, which is about 22 weeks. Yeah. So is there a chance? I know this is a technical aspect of that heartbeat ban, so-called. Is there a chance the Supreme Court, after getting those arguments and hearing from Dave Yost, which we presume he will stick to that same uh, argument, they might say, OK, that law is no longer valid? Yeah, I mean, that certainly appears to be the case. And it's just interesting you know, when Yost and others were saying, hey, if issue one passes, the six week ban is gone, saying to their the people who wanted that ban in place as this is the, the reason why you need to vote against issue one. Now they're going to have to make that argument that, yes, the voters spoke and issue one did erase that six week ban. It's it's they're going to have to go to a court and make the argument they never wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fought out on a case-by-case basis here because obviously the Republican-led legislature is not going to pass any kind of sweeping legislation uh, re- lifting all restrictions on abortion in Ohio without without some deliberation at least or in some court fights. Yeah, and Democrats have now proposed a bill that they had talked about a couple of weeks ago that would deal with some of the effects of issue one and, and make some changes in state law with regard to the bans and the 24-hour waiting period. Uh, that bill is really unlikely to pass. And the other thing that's unlikely to pass and even be introduced here is a Republican bill that had been drafted but never initially proposed that would have taken the jurisdiction of all of this away from the Ohio Supreme Court and put it in the hands of state lawmakers. And even conservative lawyers said that that was blatantly unconstitutional, but it was something that was being talked about among Republicans. Yeah, we talked about that in our last episode before the holiday, and we we broke out the old schoolhouse rock theme to to remind (laughs) folks of their civics. (laughs) Karen Kassler, State House Bureau Chief for Ohio Public Radio, thanks for joining us on Snollygoster. 
Hey, it's great to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks, Karen. Time now for our Snarligoster of the Week segment, where we honor the shrewdest politician or political move of the past seven days. We almost gave it to that attorney who pooped in a Pringles can and left it in the parking lot of a victim's rights organization. But that's not really political or, frankly, shrewd for that matter, just gross. If you don't know what we're talking about, just Google poop and Pringles. Now, this week it goes to State Rep. Brent Hillier and members of the Ohio House who recently voted to prevent the state of Ohio from banning gas-only car sales. The bill would prohibit the state from demanding vehicles sold in Ohio meet clean air standards that are tougher than federal requirements. And it would keep the state from adopting the California emission standard, which would ban gas-powered cars by 2035. Of course, no one is realistically talking about banning gas-powered cars. So for shrewdly planning ahead, perhaps, our Snelligoster of the Week award goes to Representative Hillier and the Ohio House members who want to protect our gas guzzlers. That'll do it for this week's edition of Snelligoster, which is part of the NPR network, as always. Please be sure to leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and just tell your friends about us. For our student producer, Katie Genius, our digital producer, Michael DeBonis, and our audio engineer, Dalton Jones, I'm Mike Thompson for Snollig Austin from WOSU Public Media.